Hey friends, I'm Jennifer, and you're listening to the Beauty Business Game Changer Podcast, a podcast for beauty industry providers and business owners that are wanting to level up their game to create a profitable career. If you're feeling stuck and you want more out of this industry, then join me as I share with you my strategies, lessons I've learned along the way, and how I overcame fear by shifting my mindset to build a healthy business. I built a solid book behind the chair, launched a bridal company, became a salon suite owner to most recently opening up a salon. As creative entrepreneurs, we need an education that empowers us and makes an impact on helping us raise our standards. My mission is to teach you how you can reach your goals quickly, build your books and your business faster, and master the framework for creating a successful and rewarding career. Thank you for joining me. Let's do this. Welcome to your Game Changer Podcast. Welcome back to the Beauty Business Game Changer Podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Alvarez. Today, you guys, I'm so excited because we are on this journey of marketing and social media, and I am bringing to you our guest today, Stephanie Mitchell. Stephanie Mitchell is a marketing guru who owns Sunny Storm Marketing, and I'm so excited that she is on our show today because she is just going to share everything she knows about marketing because you know what? It's just not our forte as hairdressers and makeup artists, and that's why we have so many amazing guests on this podcast. Stephanie, thank you, and welcome to the Beauty Business Game Changer Podcast. Thank you, Jennifer. I'm really happy to be here with you today chatting with you, and I'm so pumped to share what I know about marketing because it's kind of my thing. I love it. Now, Stephanie, I've been stalking you on social media. (laughs) Yes, love it. (laughs) And I love your education that you're putting out. And in fact, I took one of your webinars and was so blown away because there is just so much into social media. And I think as a business owner, as a hairstylist, it can be super daunting. And Mm -hmm. so I'm really excited for you to just share more about that. But before we get into that, Tell us about you. Like, how did marketing become your thing? Yeah. So, um, as you said, uh, I'm the owner of Sunny Storm Marketing. So, I help beauty business owners with their online marketing. So, online marketing um, has been my thing for a long time. And I always wanted to own my own business. Like, ever since I was young, you know, you take those career aptitude tests in school and they say, what? kind of thing that they think you're going to be, you know, there's like underwater welder or teacher or astronaut or whatever. I always got entrepreneur. So I feel like just kind of like, it was always kind of my, my destiny, you could say of having my own business. Um, I studied marketing in university. And then as soon as I graduated, um, I was offered a job for at a tech company doing their marketing. Um, that, turned into a marketing director position at another company. And then um, a few years ago, I actually quit my job as this marketing director for this great company. And I moved to Italy, my partner is Italian. And finally, I just didn't want to do long distance anymore. So I quit my job, moved to Italy, learned Italian, um, and started my own company all within one year, (laughs) which was like a pretty big year for me. Um, And since I had always been working in marketing, Um, I decided that I wanted to have my own marketing agency. So what that means is um, taking my expertise in like websites and social media, branding, advertising, all that, and helping other business owners to do it for themselves. Um, And uh, started out 
having a lot of clients who were in the beauty industry, um, salons, spas, hairdressers, estheticians, that kind of thing. Um, and I was, you know, doing their marketing for them, getting paid for it. And I just realized that I loved, loved, loved the beauty industry and I wanted to work in it more and, you know, work with more. I, I love the fact that it's so creative so artistic, so visual, but I also love working with other female entrepreneurs. Like, it's just so cool to have, you know, just client after client that are, you know, mostly women entrepreneurs who are building their dreams and working on this new business. Um, for a lot of my clients, it was a new business. So I did that for a couple of years. And then um, I realized that I wasn't super passionate about working one-to-one -one with clients anymore. And so Last year in January, I took a step back. I said goodbye to my clients and I started teaching marketing instead. So instead of like doing the marketing for them, I started teaching it. So specifically teaching how to um, solve the number one problem that all my clients came to me with, which was how to get more clients, like how to get more clients in the door, how to make more money, how to introduce themselves in their town. Um, so that I have a program about Facebook advertising that I teach, um, cause Facebook ads are just so, so game changing and so amazing for client attraction. Um, but on top of that, I just educate and share information about all different sides of online marketing that can be used for client attraction, for making more revenue, for building up brands, um, doing social media, all that kind of stuff. I love this. You guys, she is so amazing. I mean, Come on, she goes to Italy, uh, from back home to Canada all the time. <laughs> yeah. You are your own boss. And I love the fact that now you're taking all of your experience of what you have learned, especially working with the, in the salon industry of with salon owners, you probably recognize and identify all of their struggles that they deal with with marketing. And then yes, mm -hmm. of course, our number one reason of why we're marketing is to find more clients. You know, where, usually that's the big one. Yeah. Where do you feel like that, that disconnect is like, why is it so difficult for salons to gain more traction with finding new clients? I think it's because, um, there hasn't been that shift yet from like in person to online. I think that because providing beauty services to guests is such like an in-person experience and it's all about like, um, you know, the beauty of the hair that you do or the makeup or the nails or the beautiful skin or lashes or brows. Like it's so in-person, it's all about that relationship with clients. And that is crucial. Like that's the backbone of your business, but there's this other side that you have to look at it from the perspective of a client who's never heard of you before. Someone in your city who's maybe looking for a new hairdresser or they've got an event coming up and they wanna get their makeup done. And they've never had that in-person experience. They don't have that relationship with you, but the number one way that they're going to find you and find out about you and maybe start the beginnings of a relationship, but online is through social media and websites and advertising and that kind of thing. So there's that other shift. There's that other perspective of like, what what's a client looking for? How do they find you? That kind of thing. And that doesn't come naturally to most people because most people, same as pretty much everybody else who has any type of business, they just kind of have their head down and their blinders on in terms of like serving their clients the best that they can. And they oftentimes don't look up and be like, but what, how am I representing myself to people who have never heard of me and who maybe aren't going to walk down the street and see my sign and decide to come in, but 
there's other ways for them to find you. And most of that would be online. So I think it's just a question of like missing maybe that perspective of like what someone who's looking for a new salon or spa or beauty service provider would be looking for. A hundred percent. Like doing hair, doing makeup, like that's our forte. That's easy. But being a salon suite owner, being a salon owner, and I'm finding this, I'm going through the motions right now. Like this is like 80% of the business right now. If I'm looking to scale and looking to grow my team, grow my brand, I need to figure out the marketing game. And that's mm-hmm. really where you come in. So yeah, like where you're teaching now entrepreneurs how to market their business. Like where do we start? <laughs> Oh my gosh. (laughs) It's funny because like, you know how when they say like, you're so close to your zone of genius that it's hard for you to like step out of it and see it from other people's perspective, which is what pretty much what I was just saying about beauty professionals. It's the same thing for me with marketing. Like it's so wrapped up in everything that I do that sometimes it's hard to like step out and be like, but how would I explain it to somebody who knows nothing about it? So um, essentially marketing is all about understanding who your clientele is. And, um, when you're first starting out in business, usually you would say like, Oh, but my clientele could be anybody. Like literally anyone who pays me is my clientele, but you really want to be more specific about it in terms of like, what are the services that I really want to be known for in my city? Um, how do I want other people to perceive me? And, um, who is that like ideal target clientele? So, I feel like everybody knows that like in the back of their heads, but most of us haven't done the work to like actually define that. Once you have defined that, then the next step is like, okay, how do I communicate to these people? Like, how are they going to find me? What do I want them to know about me? Um, How do I communicate, you know, all the great things that I do that can help them in their lives. So um, my expertise is the online part. So, I mean, there is a lot of marketing to be done, like in person, um, you know, inside of your salon, having great um, relationships with your guests and that kind of thing. But my side of things is all about like how you present yourself to the world online. So um, if I were to like narrow it down to a few basic things, I would say your website is super important. Um, How people search your city and find you like Google, Google, my business, that kind of thing would be the second one. Um, your social media, obviously your Facebook and especially your Instagram page, um, your email marketing, that is absolutely huge. And we were talking about that before we started recording about like email marketing is the number one way to maintain relationships with existing clients, but barely any salons are using it. Um, and the last one would be advertising. So like how you invest a little bit of money, like in Facebook ads, Instagram ads, and um, introduce yourself to new clients, introduce yourself to people in your city who could become your clients. So those are kind of like, I think I said five, those are like the five main things that I focus on. And then I encourage beauty business owners to focus on in terms of um, really having like the basics down pat for their marketing so that they can do exactly like you said, like scale, find more clients and have really great relationships with their existing clients. How do you keep people from becoming overwhelmed? You know, because especially like 
a new salon owner, somebody who mm-hmm. has never dabbled into marketing, and here you are teaching them all these little, sh- you know, all these little strategies and big yeah. strategies of how it all can be working together for their good. Um, do you recommend out of those five, like, should we start in one area first and um, move yeah, from there? Yeah, if you were like, if I were starting um, a new business or if you know, I, I do, I work with a lot of clients and students who are just starting out. Um, I would have a website for sure. Like a lot of people think that social media is enough, but you, you really do need a website in order to, you know, have that kind of like legitimacy of like, Oh, she's a real business. Like she's got a website. I know about her. Um, so for sure, website is a great place to start. And then um, the second thing that I would do is probably start an Instagram um, account. Obviously, all the things that I mentioned, I think are really important, but overwhelm is real. Like if I give someone a list of like 50 things that they have to do, they're probably going to be like, Stephanie, I can't do this. It's too much. So really just think about priorities and just work on one thing at a time. Nothing has to be perfect. Um you know, we, I think, especially we as women tend to be pretty big perfectionists and we don't want to put anything out there until it's perfect. But I always say it's better done than perfect. And, um, it's really, really important just to get yourself moving. Like don't get overwhelmed because that leads to inaction, but just take one little step at a time, do one little thing every day. And before you know it, you've got everything set up so that you can start to like scale and that kind of thing. I love that you say that it's better to be done than be perfect because um, a little secret, and this is slightly embarrassing, but it doesn't matter. Um, (laughs) So I started Refine Beauty in 2016. I've changed my website seven times. Wow, seven times. (laughs) So, you know, thankfully, there's a lot of different platforms that you can play on and and Mm -hmm. copy and paste and, you know, just create it to aesthetically look like your brand, you know, but... At the same time, I'm constantly tweaking it. I'm constantly changing it. And so, yeah, if I waited until last month to launch a website, I would be missing a lot of opportunities. So I just put it out there and I was like, I'll figure it out. (laughs) Yeah, no, I think you did great. The fact that like you just started with something simple and basic and then as time went on, then you're like, okay, now I want to add this. Now I want to change this. Like, it doesn't need to be perfect. One of my really great friends, um, one of my best friends is a, a yoga instructor and she didn't make a website for the first two years of her business because she just said, every time I tried to do it, I just got so frustrated and I thought it wasn't good enough. And so I just didn't do it. And I, I was thinking to myself, like, how much business could you be missing out on because you were just waiting for things to be perfect instead of just saying, you know what, this is the best I can do for now. You can always make it better later. A hundred percent. And I think it's, it's so awesome too, that you're taking all the information that you've learned and, and sharing it with others. Because my motto is you give a man a fish, he eats for a day. And if you teach a man to fish, he's going to eat for life. And I love that. Because it's just so important as a business owner, even though we might eventually delegate and have other people do uh, this, that, and the other, and, and you know wear some, some of the hats that we're all wearing, 
Um, I think that it's really empowering and, and great for us to know at least how to do it, you know, exactly. because you have to start somewhere and some of us are investing in a ton of money, maybe all of our money into a build out and growing a team and, and hiring, you know, Stephanie to help us with our <laughs> marketing, right? Um, you speak about email and how that's a, um, a huge portion that salons are not taking advantage of. Like, mm-hmm. well, we're dropping the ball here. What What's going on? <laughs> yeah, so it's funny because when you think email marketing, like everyone thinks two things. First of all, most people think like it's outdated and it's old and email marketing is so irrelevant now. That's the first thing. And then the second thing is they think like, oh, well, email is just spammy and it's for sales. Um, And if you look at email that way, and if you're only sending emails out like every six months to your clients because you're kind of, you've kind of got a slow period and you want to do like an offer or promotion or something like that. um, Yeah, it is going to come across as spammy and salesy because your clients are just going to be like, well, I never hear from her. And the only time I hear from her is when she wants to sell me something. And so they're probably going to unsubscribe. They're probably not going to open your emails very much and you're not going to get the results that you want. But email is actually amazing for relationship building. Like imagine, okay, I'll just give you an example. Like I moved back to Ottawa a couple years ago and I, um, I went to a couple different hair salons. I went to one, I wasn't super happy. And then I went to another one. And then the second one I was very happy with, but both of those hair salons, um, I went to visit them and then, um, you know, I followed them on Instagram, but I never heard from them again. And it was up to me when I wanted to get my hair done again to call them and book and et cetera. But like, imagine if after I visited them the first time, the day after I got an email from them saying like, Hey, Stephanie, hope that you really loved your appointments. Um, we'd love to hear your feedback. Um, you know, you're really, uh, you're a treasured client to us. We really appreciate you coming in and, um, we'd love to get your feedback in the form of a review. Would you mind leaving us a review on Google or on Facebook? Um, and then I can review them and it's a win-win because first of all, I feel more welcomed into their community. Cause I feel like, oh, they're, they're continuing the relationship with me after my first appointment. They actually care to follow up with me. And number two, I'm leaving them a review, which in turn helps them build their business. And most of your new clients are overjoyed to leave you a review because they're so happy with what you've done. Um, But I've never, and I've been to a lot of salons in my life, I've never had that happen. I've never had that experience before. So that's just one thing that would be very easy to do. Um, But further from that, imagine if like every week or every month, my salon sent me an update message and it's not like a boring salesy newsletter. It's just like, Hey, it's Jennifer. Um, this is what we're up to this month. Um, at my salon, like we've been doing, um, some, uh, some renovations here. So we this is what this new wall is going to look like. And we've introduced like a new line of products. And this is the new line of products in my life. Like this is what's happening right now. Um, and maybe like a little like hair tutorial with some photos and videos and like really fun, interesting stuff that really keeps people interested in your business, thinking about your business. Um, it's educational, it's valuable. That's why I wanna read it as well because I always get some nice like tips and ideas and that kind of thing. 
And then at the end of the email, there's like a link to book an appointment. If you send an email like that every week or at maximum, like every month, you're doing so much good for your business because you're really making your clients feel like they're part of something, like that they're kind of part of your community. Um, it's really showing them that you care, that it's not just a one-sided relationship where they're always having to, you know, make the appointments and that kind of thing, but you're actually actively like pulling them into your community. And on top of that, you're increasing your rebooking rate too, because the more people see these photos and videos and inspiration from you, um, the more they're thinking about you and booking appointments and that kind of thing. So there's just so much good that comes from it. Um, but it's so underused. And I think the part, I think part of the reason it's so underused is because people don't tend to approach email that way. They tend to approach it as just like a promotional tool. And so they usually don't get really great results from it. And so they just kind of think, eh, email marketing doesn't really work. I love that you're talking about this because as you're saying this, you guys, I'm a note taker. My I see name is Jennifer's taking notes right now. <laughs> <laughs> My husband calls me J note. That's, that's how many notes I, I take. <laughs> but I love how we, the way that you're speaking about email, the word that comes to my mind is, is connection. You're mm-hmm. building that relationship connection with, with your guests because yeah. I think it's a constant like ebb and flow of we, we have our guests that we currently serve and then all of a sudden it's like, what happened to them? We're, we're, they haven't been here in a while. And now we're like seeking to find all these new clients, you know, and it's costing us a lot of extra dollars yeah. as, as opposed to how can we like nurture the guests that we already have and what, can we entertain them? Can we educate them? Like what can we do besides, yeah, just constantly throwing um, a promotional email at them like buy now and, yeah. and uh this is just our promotions because yeah when you get those emails it's you can't help but be like delete or yeah I'm just not gonna open that (laughs) yeah exactly and I mean for sure like having um tools and strategies for attracting new clients is so important in fact I have a program about it through Facebook ads like teaching you how to attract new clients so that's important but it's only part of marketing the other part is like um, retaining and nurturing and growing those relationships with clients that you already have. It's, they say it's like, I forget the number. It's like 10 or 40 times cheaper to retain a client than to go and find a new client. If you have a new client that comes and finds you from Google or Facebook or Instagram or whatever, if they come in once, they could be worth $200 to you. But if they come in for 10 years, they could be worth $10,000 to you. So really, there's um, there's so many reasons why you should be actively using tools like email to really nurture those relationships. I love that. Stephanie, you talked about you have a program. Can you mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about what what is in your program that you teach people? Yeah, so my program is called the Facebook Formula for Salons. Um, I have a group of students that are going through it right now, um, which is crazy because, you know, with COVID, I, I launched my program in um, in July and August, but I didn't know what to expect because with everything going on in the world, I was thinking like, are salons going to want to be investing in Facebook ads right now with tr- client attraction um, if you know, things are iffy or that kind of thing. But um, we have 80 
74 uh, salons that are going through the program right now. And um, I open it up every few months. It's not available for enrollment all the time, just because I like to have different like cohorts of students go through it all together. Um, but essentially, uh, we go through uh, Facebook and Instagram advertising. So you know how you can do like boosted posts and spend like five or $10 on a boosted post. Um, it's like that, but supercharged because typically when you boost a post, you get like a few likes and comments, but you don't necessarily get bookings from it. Um, in the way that I teach it using um, some of the free tools that Facebook gives you, we actually create like a full on promotional campaign. Uh, we go through how to set up really great promotions that are attractive to clients, but also don't discount your services so that you're not getting a bunch of like deal seeking clients. Um, so we go through creating a promotion like that. We go through um, writing captions that are really like captivating and really explain your services in a, in a very um, benefits focused way um, and really make people want to come and visit you. Um, we go through video marketing. So how to create um, a video that stars you as a beauty business owner. So that's one thing that my students have to kind of like get over their fear of getting on camera because um, it's so powerful being able to show you in a video, like not just showing like, hey, I specialize in balayage. Here's all pictures of the pair that I've done, but actually shining, you know, shining a light and pointing the camera at yourself and being like, Hey, my name is Mel. I specialize in balayage. Here's my studio. Um, I love to meet new clients, that kind of thing. Um, and then we go through how to turn that into a Facebook and Instagram ad campaign, how to budget for it, how to target it. And um, my students who go through the program and do it just get amazing results. And they're always so shocked because they're like, I've tried to do boosted posts before and they never worked. But, you know, doing it a different way with Facebook ads is like, total game changer and it's my favorite way of attracting new clients. That's amazing Stephanie because you have to go in with strategy otherwise you're not throwing spaghetti against the wall you're throwing all of your hard-earned cash against the wall and nothing's bouncing back so it's super important to have like that return on investment and I I believe that your program right there is a great return on investment but it's important that when it comes to advertisement, that we're allocating our money towards something that we're going to get back in return to grow our exactly. business. Otherwise, and that's, that's like one of the basic parts of marketing is understanding your numbers, understanding like, okay, I'm investing $20. How much am I making from it? Um, you always want to look at your numbers and social media is kind of weird because we often tend to feel, especially like with Instagram, I feel like that we're just exactly like you said, throwing spaghetti at a wall and just like posting a bunch of pictures and hoping that eventually some clients will find us. I don't know how, I don't know when, I don't know where, but eventually someone will find me through my Instagram posts. Um, and when you actually do a program like mine, where we're focused on the numbers, you actually see like, okay, I made a video, I made a promotion, I invested this amount of money into it, I, I got this many booking requests, this many clients came in, this is how much revenue I got, and so my return on investment was X, Y, Z. And that, I feel like, is a very, very crucial part of marketing as well. 100%, and what we say here on this podcast, too, is is what you track, what you track will grow. Mm -hmm. And so, like, knowing okay, if I'm going to do, you know, put this much money in and where's my target market, 
what is my conversion rate? Yeah. You know, all of that uh, is what is going to generate more business into our salon yeah. um, and and gain more traction and, and traffic and bu- more buzz and like using social media to grow our business as opposed to getting lost scrolling and looking at all the nonsense happening in the world. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and like, I have to tell you a secret that like, I'm actually not super active on social media. I'm not, for example, on Instagram. I'm not, I barely spend any time. I go on Instagram probably about once a week and like look at some stories and scroll a little bit, but I don't really spend that much time on social media. And on one hand, I feel like for my business, I should probably be more active on social media just because, you know, I'm a marketing person and I teach social media while I teach Facebook and Instagram ads. But on the other hand, um, I feel like for my business, I need to be able to be laser focused on things that are growing my business. And I know that Instagram can very easily become a, a time suck where I'm like doing research and checking out the competition and stuff. But really, it's just mindless scrolling. Yes, I I catch myself doing that at times and I'm like, gotta stop. <laughs> but you have yeah. to be intentional with it. And I love the fact that you're talking about Instagram and Facebook because for my business and what I like to share on the podcast too is how I'm using those two platforms to really target my market because I know mm-hmm. that's where they're hanging out. Yeah. Um, and so for you to teach us as well about marketing and, and how to use those platforms to to grow our business is just like, that's a game changer right there. <laughs> so can you talk a little bit about, you're coaching people, but you have a coach too. So yes. can you talk a little bit about what that experience has been like for you? Has it, has it changed you? Tell, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, that's a great, great question. So um, as I was saying before, like with what's happened in my business in the past few years, I started out as a marketing agency. So doing one-to-one work with salons and spas. And at the beginning, I loved it because ever since I started working in marketing, I always wanted to have my own business. And I always thought I want to have a marketing agency. Like if you've seen Mad Men and you've seen like what their advertising agency was like, I had that little like side dream of like, oh, one day I'll have this crazy cool marketing agency and it'll be all women that work there and we're going to be amazing and drinking cocktails and (laughs) taking out clients and stuff like that. Um, And it didn't end up being like that, but that's not why I ended up stopping. I ended up stopping just because I really felt burnt out and I felt like um, every single client that I took on, some of them were great. Some of them were not so great, but I always felt very accountable towards them. And I always felt like, you know, they would pay me to do their advertising or their social media or something. And they expected so much like, and, and, and they're working with a very small budget. Um, so not very much money. And I understand that because they're small businesses, but they would set very high expectations and I would work overtime and double, and I wouldn't charge them for the extra hours that I was working to try and meet those expectations. Cause I expected of myself as well. So I didn't set very good boundaries. I I was a yes man. I said yes to everything. Um, And I just realized that, you know, chasing clients and paying for every hour, you know, being paid for every hour that I worked and stuff, it just wasn't what I wanted. So 
I decided to move into education and teaching. And um, it was around that time that I was like looking at shifting my business model that I found um, my business coach who's named Amy Porterfield. And she actually works not just in the beauty industry, but every industry and her expertise is online programs. So she teaches people who have any sort of experience, um, life experience, business experience. She teaches them how to distill that knowledge, like take all the experience and knowledge that you have distill it and actually turn it into an online program that you can teach to other people. Even things that you wouldn't think that could translate into an online program. So for example, um, uh, if you, if you teach in person and you teach, you know, how to do hair or balayage or you teach nails and you, you're thinking, well, my students really need to see, like, I need to show them. It needs to be in person. Um, a lot of times you'd be surprised at how well those things that are in person translate into an online program and online education is growing like crazy, especially with coronavirus. Like it's really accelerated the rate that people want to consume information online as opposed to in person. Um, and so I decided to go that route and I said goodbye to my clients. I, I, um, took Amy Porterfield's program, Digital Course Academy, where she taught me how to make an online course. And it's just been like crazy, crazy growth. Like comparing how, like the money that I used to make, my satisfaction with my job, everything has like completely shifted now that I've just been teaching online. I love that. That's beautiful. And I think this year has been such a difficult year for so many people, especially mm -hmm. like the restaurant industry, the hair salon industry. I mean, yeah. we still have salons out in California that are still closed, you know, six months later. And it's just been devastating. And I think that at the end of the day, we still have to make some type of living in mm -hmm. order to pay our bills. And I think that, you know, by doing that pivot of, getting a coach, hiring a coach and teaching something that you don't know has just uh, allowed you to expand your mind and the possibilities of financial success. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I didn't know. It's like, it's kind of like a ladder. Like I didn't know how to make an online program. So I, I took Amy Porterfield's course and she showed me how to do it. And now I have the ability to teach people all around the world how to do something that they don't know how to do that comes naturally to me, which is um, Facebook advertising and online marketing. Um, so with, like you were saying, like with COVID shutdowns and everything like that, um, there's, I feel like a lot of business owners are realizing like, oh my gosh, like I need to be more flexible in how I do business and um, maybe taking what I do and turning it into something online is a really great way to do it. It's, it's a great business model, but on top of that, you can just help so many more people. So whether you, um, like just to give you a couple examples, um, one of my friends, Gina, I met her through Amy. Amy is also her business coach. She is a curly hair specialist and she's in California and she had already kind of been toying with, having a program where she teaches her clients how to care for their curly hair at home because home care is so important and how you style your hair. I mean, I don't have curly hair, so I know nothing about it, but I know that when you have curly hair, how you style and care for your hair is so important. And it's, so it's a curly hair cult. 
Yeah, it's like a curly hair cult. Yeah. <laughs> so um, she was kind of like trying to find a way to help her clients after their appointments to like teach them how to care for their curly hair at home. So she was toying with the idea of doing some like online classes and stuff. And then with COVID, when that hit, she just like put pedal to the metal and she's like, I have to go all in on this. So she put together a program um, teaching them how to care for their hair, what products to use, how to style it, etc. And in three months over during COVID, she sold more than $6,000 in programs to oh her gosh. clients. And then um, even more than that, even just like people who had never been into her salon before, just because she kind of like started to get known online as the curly hair expert. So she just Beautiful. did such a great like shift, like a pivot in her business because of coronavirus. The silver lining here for sure. And I think that it's so important as an entrepreneur to have multiple um, multiple baskets to take mm-hmm. from and, and yeah. to give, right? Because if we are putting all of our eggs in just one basket and COVID hits and we got to shut down and we've got no plan B, what's happening? You know, salons are shutting down left and right because we're just like focused on what we can't control. And that's yeah. the fact that we can't open our business. And instead... If we are able to pivot, hire a coach, and teach us something new, something different that we can apply what we do know and do that in a digital way. I mean, that's, I mean, this is not going away. Digital learning, e-learning, it's going to be here to stay. I think that, oh, for sure. I think that there's going to be less, less um, uh, group activities and, um, you know, conventions and things like that. I mean, it costs a yeah. ton of money anyways. So it's definitely here to stay. Yeah, for sure. And like, I think like, just like to say one final thing on that topic, I feel like the biggest reason that and I think that a lot of people have an online course inside of them. I think most people do. There's something that they can teach, whether it's like they want to teach other beauty professionals how to do a technique or they want to teach something business related like you and I do or if they just wanna like teach their clients like my friend Gina did. Um, But I think that there's one thing that stands in their way a lot of times is I'm not enough of an expert. Like I've been doing, for example, someone could say like, yeah, I'm like pretty good at balayage, but I've only been doing it for a few years. Like there are people who have been doing it for like since it existed and um, I'm not good enough compared to them. Or, you know, yeah, like I'm, I'm really good at uh, makeup and, you know, I have other makeup artists asking me all the time for like tips and that kind of thing, but I still feel like I'm not good enough. So I don't know if I could like teach other people how to do it, but honestly, you would be surprised at like how you would be surprised at how great you are without even realizing it. And you don't need to be like, the be all end all expert in something to teach it. You only need to be a few steps ahead of who you want to teach. And if you've been seeing that people have been like asking you for advice or um, that you're, you know, giving out advice and that kind of thing to other beauty professionals and that kind of thing, that's a very good hint that like you probably can take what you know and package it up into an online course. Yeah. And explore that too. I mean, that's kind of like that, that nudge of, Go, just go for it. Try it mm-hmm. out, you know, fail yeah. forward, right? 
go forward. Exactly. I love this. Stephanie, thank you so much for being on this podcast. Where can people find more information about you and maybe more about also Amy Porterfield? Yeah, so um, I my website is sunnystorm.marketing and you can also find me on Instagram at sunnystorm.marketing there. Um, so if you go on my website, you can find a few different things there. Um, you can find a link to my online program, um, the Facebook Formula for Salons. It won't be enrolling for another few months, but um, there is a wait list page up there if you want to get notified when it does open. Um, and I also have some links to um, Amy's stuff there. So if you're interested in um, learning from Amy, my business coach, if you want to um, get on her masterclass, which she's doing in just a few days where she's like teaching you how to package up your knowledge and turn it into a course, um, you can find some information um, on my website there as well. Awesome. So if we want to take what we know and we, we do it well and we want to create a course, We'll, we'll look at Amy Porterfield. And guys, definitely check out Sunny Store Marketing, Stephanie Mitchell. She's going to show you exactly how you can create a return on your investment by doing advertisements and really using social media to grow your business. Yes. Stephanie, is there any final like words of encouragement, inspiration, anything that you would like to leave our listeners with today? <laughs> well, one thing that I've been thinking a lot about is just like, um, you know, I, te I teach social media and I, I spend time on social media and that kind of thing. And I know everybody says it, but do not compare yourselves to other people. Do not compare your business to other businesses, especially on social media. Like it's so easy to look at what other salons or other business owners are doing and just kind of like feel like, oh, they've got the perfect business. They're so much further ahead than me, that kind of thing. And you don't know what's happening behind the scenes of a business. You don't know how much money they're making. You don't know how long they've been in business for. You don't know the inner workings of their business. So just like we always say, like, don't compare your life to someone else's highlight reel on social media. Don't, don't do that for your business either. Um, and nowadays, like with Instagram and Facebook and everything like that, it's very easy to do it because you feel like you can get the inside scoop on what's happening. But you really never know. So don't compare your journey to someone else's journey. We're all on our own journey. And the only thing that matters is that you're improving compared to how you were yesterday or last year. So really, um, it's a little bit of like a fortune cookie statement, but um, <laughs> the only person you're in competition with is yourself. So just, you know, look at yourself, look at how, you know, you can move your business forward compared to before and um, don't look at how anyone else is doing. That was so beautifully said. <laughs> I love that. Thank you so much, Stephanie. Thank you, Jennifer. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to the Beauty Business Game Changer podcast. If you love to keep track of your favorite shows, then subscribe to this podcast to receive the newest edition when it's released. This podcast was created with you in mind, so I'd love to get your review to learn how this podcast has helped you in your career. And because I love my listeners and want to connect more, join me in our free Facebook community at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash salon and suite business. My mission is to help beauty professionals like you create a career that supports the life you want to live. Thank you for being a part of the journey.